All right, Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. So in the old days, by old days, I mean before last year, this would be a quarter of the way through the season. And a lot of people would refer to that as the quarter pole, which is wrong. It was always wrong. The quarter pole in a horse race is when there's a quarter of the race left. Ooh. But now it doesn't matter because nobody knows how to divide four into 17. Like it's, it's mathematically impossible. <laughs> So if you know how to do that, then you were in the deep end, Mike, Adam, week five, waivers, busts, John Ham rules, let's go. Maybe in Rochester, they teach four out of 17 in Buffalo. They didn't, they've never even tried that. That's Nothing's sad. impossible. Okay. No, we moved Not- on. In 2022, nothing, nothing's impossible. Well, that's pretty close. Four to 17. <laughs> what, what's your batting average if you bet four to 17? Ooh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, hey, if you're betting 300, you're a Hall of Famer. If you're, if you're right only three out of ten times, you're, you're good to go. Speaking of that, way off topic, how's, how's Guilds doing? Do, do, do we know? Is there? Is I don't there... know. It's the last day of the baseball season. How great is that? I know. The guy's in first in baseball. One of our like deep end high stakes bros here. He's in first in baseball with three days left. I'm in second in a home league that has been going on since 1988. And I'm in love. Like I first in a national <laughs> championship. I hope he's doing well. I don't know though. I'm going to text him right now. I want an answer by the end of the show. So you might get a result by the end of the show because every right. baseball game today started at four Eastern. Oh my God. So it's almost all over. Like I can tell you I needed runs today and I got that last run from Atlanta. Almost everything is over for the day. And there were no seeds or playoff spots on the line. So a lot of teams just like, let's just get up there hit the ball, strike out who cares. Let's go. Let's get on the plane. Get away right. day for everybody was today. Wow. So um, hopefully Listen. that helped him. I don't know how he's doing. We'll see if he if he told me he wins, he's coming on the show before four we're done here. I'm, I'm sending him a link and he's coming on. So, all right. Hopefully, I'll still be here by the time that happens. Hopefully right. I, I won't have left. Listen, I don't know. Jimmy Jimmy Williams says he has that Jimmy. baseball championship won. So we'll oh. see. Oh my God! Where remember how you know legends are always humble, Adam, as you know and have been told. And <laughs> remember in in Vegas, Andrew's like, oh, I'm 11th. I'm kind of out of it, but you never know. But that's when you have to be wary of somebody. When they start to talk down about their chances, look out because they're probably feeling good deep down inside. Right, for sure. Wow, amazing. Oh, Jimmy. Thanks Jimmy's got me here. all Jimmy, fired that's, up. That's great insight. Oh, how great would that be? I know. Who wins the top baseball fantasy title and the top football title in the same year? Hopefully that's good news for us because nobody could possibly do that. No, 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 of course not. All right, so before we get into week five and other fantasy storylines, John Hamm, <laughs> a.k.a. Don Draper, a.k.a. the new Fletch in the movie Confess Fletch, goes on the Manning cast, and he's talking about some insanity at him in a fantasy league that he's in. Other names we know, Dave Damashek. He singled out Dave as the guy who was the victim of this, quote, victim. Their thing is... If you win the league, he said, 
everybody goes to the draft the next year and at the draft the winner the previous year announces who in the league is not invited back in the league and they're out right I mean, is that cool or is that just awful I love it. I was so listen. I is the is the Manning cast on every week? No. Oh, the Manning cast is is incredible. It's so much, but I don't even know how you, what what your take is on the Manning cast yet. But uh, it's incredible. It's so much better than watching. I don't, I don't even know who who is it. Troy and and uh, whoever is doing it. But um, so, so, so good. It, you know, I like X's and O's per, per perspective, obviously. They do a little bit of that. But then they have guests, and they're always joking around. But John Hamm was incredible. That story where you actually got to go to the draft and, like, wait to find out if the guy's going to kick you out. You're flying across traffic and, and doing L.A. traffic to get there. <laughs> um, just so amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's I love worst. it. It's the I worst. It's the worst. I love the, that idea for come sure. Come on. Come on. No. I mean, we love to compete. We love to beat each other. But, I mean, you go to the draft, and the guy who won the league, unbeknownst to you, is waiting to kick you out of the league, and then you turn around and leave? <laughs> like, what, what is that? What, so, what is the point? You're, well, you're, you're going to hate this. My favorite part of John Hand being on the show was him hammering the Patriots for cheating. It was – I'm like – it, it made me sit up in bed. I was like, oh – yeah, and he was so bitter about it too. Like I'm like, oh, amazing! I love it. Fine, fine. fine. So bitter. But imagine like Empire Niagara. You and I are in the one league. We draft in May. We all go there next year. We play golf. We get some beers. We figure out where we're going to sit. We sit down. I'm like, oh no, sorry, Adam. Back to Rochester. You're out. <laughs> just what would that mean to the deep end? It'd be over. Like how could you even? Like me after that. It means you have know. to imprint on people so you don't get kicked out of the league. That's what that means. Uh, I mean, maybe I don't even care. Maybe I just want to win and I take out the my best friend, but he's the best player. So who cares? Like, right. That's I mean, right. There's so many other things you could do that are clever and maybe kind of funny and interesting, but are not just like awful like that. Well, Thumbs so, down for me. Thumbs it's down. so funny when you when you said John Ham rules. I thought you meant like 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 O'Doyle rules. Like you loved John Ham, but apparently it's the John Ham rule, and you don't like it. Okay. He's fine. I love Mad Men. He's fine, <laughs> but I can't turn on the TV and he's not there. I mean, I turn on a football game, he's there. I turn on Howard Stern, he's there. I turn on, you know, a, it's a commercial break, and he's with Flo. I, I mean, I, I can't I can't escape John Ham. Listen, so, some people might say that about you right now. You're on no, that's fire. Right. You know what that's I mean? Right. You're, you're well, that's what happens. That's what happens. You know, you, <laughs> you want to make your imprint, and yep. then you don't even know it when people are sick of you. And very fine line. Good thing legends are humble. Okay. Oh, as a rule. As a rule. <laughs> okay. I love it. It's week five. <sighs> Is it late enough in the season? I think yes where we want to be done with guys that we were drafting all summer. Um, um, it, it can be, right, Adam? It, it can be. It's not necessarily too soon to think like that. Uh, no, it is definitely not too soon. In fact, I had a, I've been doing a lot of driving the last couple of days, and, and I've had time to just listen to podcasts and think and lock in, and I'm always trying to tweak my – you're, tell me if I'm if, if I'm crazy because I love I, I tweeted out a couple weeks ago that I I freaking love setting setting lineups right like that's part of like my favorite thing about doing it but I have just been 
you couldn't be worse at setting lineups that I've been this year. Um, I mean, some of it's not, some of it's just bad luck. Like, like I started every quarterback on my, all my rosters, except for Jared Goff this last week. And if I would have just started Jared Goff, I would have won so many more high stakes leagues, but who's starting Jared Goff with no starting receivers. And just, so uh, is it a terrible idea to ask people that you kind of trust to like go over your lineups and ask yes. them to like set it, it for you? It is. is it just, to, is it stupid? It's a, it, you're set up to fail if you take that question. Are, are you, Adam, are you on Twitter and you get a question? I got one on Sunday, J.K. Dobbins or James yeah. Robinson. Yeah. So I being, you know, the good soldier, I'm like, oh, well, I would play Robinson. And the guy thanks me. And then three hours later, he's like, whoops. I mean, pe- people sometimes don't appreciate that it's 52-48. You know, you have to pick somebody. He's asking you to pick somebody or else you're an idiot or a loser. You're like, you can't, right. you can't bring yourself to pick somebody or you're too good for my question. So you right. take the question, but it's all, it's barely better odds than a coin, a coin flip. I know. So uh, no, if you're asking, is it wrong to ask other people to set your lineup for you? Yes, because they should know that it's not a good idea to do it. You, you shouldn't want to put the pressure on other people to do no, that. No, I know. I know. It's really almost all coin flips. It is. And it's just been so like, I, I was going to have a topic for tonight. It was too late, but I was like, tell me how your season's going without tell me without telling me how your season's going. And it's like my sentence for this year would be, uh, so this last week in a, in a, in a main event, I played against a team that started Alvin Kamara and Melvin Gordon who combined for minus two points and lost because they had TJ Hawkinson. Oh, like no. that's, that's the type, like that's my season. I have a, I have a five K where I'm the second highest scoring team and I'm one in three. So it's just week five is, is I feel like it's late. I feel like I'm like, Oh my God, it's, it's mm. over. And, but, um, but yeah, so it, it is, it is time to make decisions on, on players for, for sure. And we got a question in the chat from Jimmy about, about Allen Robinson. And that was actually one of the, that was one of the first guys we were going to talk about uh, bust you bet or not yet. And my answer being the guy that's bet, that was screaming, pounding the table for Allen Robinson since the the minute he signed with the Rams is you bet. Absolute bust. Um, uh, because of a couple of things, I think. One is Cooper Cup is just so perfect. <laughs> like why yeah. would like I'm the I'm Mr. Rational Coaching. I'm you know that that's that that's me. And why would you ever throw to anyone else other than Cooper Cup? You can throw him screens. You can throw – I mean, they're just – he's a quarterback on the field with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford loves him, trusts him, and it always works out, except for the pick six. I'm running in football. But other than that, it all it always works out. So there, there there's that. And then there's also – he's just – it seems like they only want to use him against man, man coverage. And the Niners play a ton of zone. I actually benched Robinson in a bunch in a b- bunch of leagues for, for this reason. It feels like they only want to use him against man coverage, and most teams play zone. So, you know, he's just not going to go off. And if he does go off, he's going to score 18 points, and it's not it's not going to kill you. So um, you're not cutting him because, you know, an injury to, to Higby or an injury to Cooper Cup, and he'll be fine. But – uh, you're certainly not starting him if you can help it. Yeah, I mostly agree. Um, the one thing I like the most about Robinson, because there was also, it was always a narrative about whether he was actually still good. 
I mean, the Rams had appeal and Robinson's career has appeal and he's sort of been buried, but we don't know if he can still play, like if he can still run. Because last year, his metrics were pretty awful. But the thing that I bought into was red zone. Like maybe he's somebody in the way Devontae Adams was able to command targets near the goal line. Maybe Robinson could do that on a team where it wasn't obvious who else would. I mean, there isn't the running back that stands out, the tight end who stands out. Cup is a different kind of player. Like I think there was a sort of little a little space there for Robinson to play that role. And in week two, was it against Houston? That, that might be wrong. But they played in week two, and he had a touchdown. He had another one called back because somebody had concussion symptoms, and they reversed the play. Like, that, that I think, was why – you know, that was the that was the bull case for Robinson. And, you know, we talked about him for a minute last week. I'm like, he's not a tight end, though. You know, he's not somebody that – because if you don't get the, the touchdown, tight ends are, except for like a couple, if you don't get the touchdown, you lost. Right. And that's how it feels with Robinson. So if Robinson were a tight end, he'd be like one of 25 guys. But he's not. So you're not starting him as a flex ever. And you really don't want to be starting him as a wide receiver. So he's pretty much cuttable, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so crazy. But again, here's here's the thing too, and maybe I'm, you know, I don't get to, I don't get to watch a lot of tape, like all twenty two and stuff like that. But I've heard people who do stuff like that say he hasn't been that bad. I mean, he's getting a little bit of separate separation. I mean, to be, he's literally ranked as far as like yards per route run, like the worst in the in in, in the league. It's just they don't look for him ever. And so it's just, it's hard to score fantasy points when you're a complete afterthought, maybe come out out of the bye week or something, maybe, you know, playing devil's advocate, like maybe, you know, Stafford not throwing all summer had a big effect on Robinson coming over and then not building a rapport. But um, I don't even know when their bye week is off the top of my head, but it's just, yeah, seven. Good. Awesome. Hashtag bare knuckle. No, they're same as the bills. Yeah. Okay. The only reason I know it is studying for bare knuckle. The bills and the Rams played the first night and they had the same bye week seven. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So Philadelphia, Minnesota, Rams, Bills. That's their own. That's your only. That's your only. And they they got as a Rand as a whole have to do something about that offense because they're all season they've they've looked bad. Stafford doesn't throw a touchdown in two weeks, and uh, they're really really struggling. Anybody you're on there? Uh, Skoranek, Jefferson, Henderson. Anybody you're on there? As far as no. adding, or just anybody that you're sort of bullish on with the Rams? You know, I, I I I. Added, a, I'll give a little, you know, sneak peek for super cheap. I'm trying to add uh, Squaronic this week. I know you mentioned him last week, and I kind of chuckled. Uh, I don't think hmm. it's a terrible I, I, I idea. I mean, they they look for him more than they do Allen Robinson. Even though Robinson again ended the game with seven targets, but they're not real. They're like you know eight feet over his head, or they're it's one fade here. Though you're right, if he doesn't score, but Squaronic looks like. They love him because he's Robert Woods. He's a he's a great run run blocker, right? So he's he's, he's not coming off the field. Tied for first, Rams. Everybody two and two in the NFC West. Of course, uh, Najee Harris. So you're never cutting Najee Harris, right. and he's still startable, I think. But yeah. the team is pretty bad. The schedule gets harder. He's probably in your lineup, but you might be stuck. Yeah, Najee Harris, RB26 right now. But you know what? It's like, yep, RB26. 
I feel like every running back's a, a not every, but a lot of the top running backs are busts. I mean, we're looking at him at RB twenty six or Delvin Cook at RB twenty four. You know, I mean, RB three. Mike, did you know off the top of your head you're really good with stuff like this? Who are the top five fantasy running backs right now? PPR. Chubb. Yep. McCaffrey probably. No, eleven. should have prepared come on our our, our our guy i don't i don't want to put you on the spot our guy saquon barkley too of course barkley of, of course. course and then um I, the, the one that I, I really wanted to get jamal, jamal williams jamal williams is third jamal I mean, williams this, hashtag draft sharks wednesday morning shows uh, right number that's one, right the first player I ever mentioned on one of those was draft jamal williams and then i immediately thought wait this is not how you do radio podcast you can't start with jamal williams nobody will watch right Right. So, 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 so listen, I, I have a surprise for you, Mike. Okay. Speaking of not a bust. A jersey? No. Even better. I got, I, I got the guilt oh. on, on the show. Wait, the wait, champ. Is it over? Is it over? It's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> the champ. That is tremendous. We got well, him on not, the show. There's one game going on right now, so I don't want to say. Oh, no. No, Something going to happen say, live on the no, show? No, 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 There's nobody that's <laughs> going to catch me in this game. It's over for all intents and purposes. It's, oh, it's what's, the game? what's the game? Uh, Mets, Brady, oh, no, Mets, Brady's, Mets, Nets. I think they're in the Angels. But nobody has, nobody's close enough where they can do it. It's, it's over. It's over. Andrew, you did it. What's up, Mike? It. Come on, I'm you still, did it. Amazing. It's still, still kind of like surreal. You know, I've been doing this. Shit, you know, it was nine years now grinding year after year, and it's like I've been close. I've always been the bridesmaid, bridesmaid every year. It's like fuck it, I'm pushing that bridesmaid to the side. I want to be that fucking bride, Mike. Let's let's go. What happens to the brand? I mean, one time, what happens now? It's, you, you got your just, one time. I was just on another podcast. I'm like, do I got to retire that? I don't know if I. I feel like I shouldn't. It's kind of oh, like my. It's like my staple. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what's about, the grand what, prize? What, 150 up top. Let's go. It's a what lot. are we calling this thing? The online championship? Yeah, it's it? the rotor wire. It's the, the same one for the football. The same contest just in baseball. But they have way more teams on the baseball side. So the I think there is. online championship. Yep. That is so cool. That is so cool. You won. Yeah, that's it, Mike. That's it. Oh, I, I'm still kind of in shock. I mean, so I good. felt like I, I should win. You know, the whole day, even yesterday, I had a decent lead. And the only thing I was fading was like uh, Otani. The guy behind me had Otani going. And the only thing that could really beat me was if his offense went bananas and Otani pitched like a perfect game. So I'm sitting there watching the game today. Otani's got a perfect fucking game for like four (laughs) innings. Yeah. I'm like, but it was scoreless. But it was scoreless. Scored not perfect. He was through 12 up, 12 down. So I'm like, no, but the Angels hadn't scored either. So you were right, right, right. Yeah. So I had that going. But, right. But, the only way this guy could catch me is if Otani had this incredible game. And here I'm watching it, you know, every batter up, strike out, strike out, strike out. And I'm standing there like – and then I had a work – at a call for my work, a training call. No. And this woman, this poor woman is trying to, to train me on something. She's leaving. I'm taking some of her responsibilities whatnot. I didn't hear a fucking word she said for an hour. <laughs> the games were on, and I'm like – you know, I'm not on video with her, so she just hears me talking. And I'm just scrolling through the scores the entire time. I'm just hoping my director doesn't come back and say, 
are you okay taking on taking on this extra work? I don't even know what the fuck she said for an hour. So I'm really hoping that that doesn't come to fruition there. Unbelievable. Listen, so so sure, good. You're seeing you're seeing the raw emotion. emotion. That's this right. Is this is my you fate bet. was sealed maybe like 30 minutes ago. That's it. So when you, when you were in Las Vegas, or even a little bit before that, you're like, ah, it was a nice run. Is that just being self-deprecating, or is that how you really felt? And can you tell the difference? Well, you mean for this baseball season, when I was out mm-hmm. there? So mm-hmm. when I was out there, I was, you know, I was lingering around like top 20-ish, top 15, you know, where you're still in the hunt. But, you know, you don't, at that stage, you want to be, you know, near the top 10, even top 5, right? So to me, that was a long shot for that time or, you know, what was that early September? Yep. Yeah. I needed something special yeah. to happen. And, and last week I, I, that's kind of what happened. I just, it was one of those weeks where everything I, I, I hit work, you know, it struck gold. Every pitcher was amazing. Every hitter was oh, amazing. So I just right saw last, last Monday, who was the Braves pitcher you picked up for Monday and he went nine. Bryce elder. Yeah. Bryce. That's Adam. A guy. Bryce that's a guy. elder. Bryce elder. <laughs> and that's nobody, you know, you got to, <laughs> I said this earlier too. It's like in these big overall tournaments, you kind of got to hit that magic. You got to get a little lucky. You know what I mean? I'm not, you know, I'm not too proud to say that, you know, you know, I do well in these things, but you know, to get over that hump, to really hit that, that peak, you need something special to happen. And, and that, that kind of fell in line there. So, oh, so yeah. good. I Adam, know. who's the bright elder of the football season this year? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I'd have to know who he was to be able to compare him to somebody you're picking up. You're picking up in week 17. Oh. In week 17, you're like in 10th, and you pick him up for that last game. It would be like picking up Davis Mills last year for like a random start in the right. you know in the championship rounds. And he goes and he for 35. Like 35, yeah. 40. You're like, who the f- he started Davis Mills? <laughs> That's right. kind of what Bryce Elder was. And the thing about him was he was only going once. You know, he was starting one time. And everyone's kind of eyeing those two-star guys, right? So I saw he had, a, he had a nice matchup. It was against the Nats. And, like, nobody really picked him up to start until this week. But I was the guy that was picking him up the week before, threw him in my lineup. Know. And that's when he went nine innings. And he actually, this week, he kind of had a shitty start. So people that picked him up for this week got kind of hurt by him. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just that's the kind of stuff you got to do, man. You kind of got to take risks. And I feel like when I'm playing in these overalls, football, baseball, I'm willing to kind of take that extra risk that most people won't take. So that's when it helps to be a little bit behind. Yeah, because we're you're in the lead. It's a different. Yeah. Oh, you're in the lead. You play. it. Oh, yeah. The hunter. Right. It, I'll tell you what, when I was in first this last couple of days, it was way more stressful being in first than it was second, third, fourth, whatever. So yeah, that's, that's very, very true. So what's the grind. So compare the grind from base. I know you and I have talked about it, but like for all the people listening, like the grind from baseball to football, like how much different is it? Oh, it's, it's, it's two different, it's different animals. I mean, baseball is like, I was even saying this yesterday to somebody. It's like for every 10 football teams, I'd probably equate that to like two, baseball fantasy teams as far as waivers team management that kind of thing it's like you can't do heavy volume in baseball like you can in football you just can't i mean if you if you do you're not going to be successful or you have a team working with you something like that but i'm doing all these solo so i actually don't even put much volume on the baseball side you know i might have done total like you know 12 13 teams or so um but a lot of times the fab leagues those are the ones you kind of got to 
keep managed. You, you can't, you know, you can't go too crazy there. It's just very time consuming. It's like it puts football like you look at football waivers. People get tired of those. I mean, that's like, you know, you, you got your feet up compared to baseball. Right. right. That's right. Uh, it's just it's a different da- animal. It, yeah. It's daily, right? Right, Guild? No, it's it's weekly. It's weekly. But, okay. uh, um, it's just it's just you need to focus on so much. There's so many categories. You have to balance your team the entire year. You got to know where you're trending, where you know where you're falling, where you're rising. It's just a puzzle that's just never ending for six months. Yeah. You know, football, you put a guy in, you want him to score points, two touchdowns, great. Baseball, you got to see, all right, who's he facing? You know, what's the conditions, the weather conditions? How many stars is he getting? Yeah. Uh, is he going to close this week? Is this guy worth you know spending this much? It's like there's so many other variables that you don't see in football that, that you see in baseball. So I so love good. it. That's so good. So good. I won second place tonight instead of third because I got one more run out of the Braves catcher. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'm moving vicariously through you. There you Contreras, go. Contreras scored on a single in the ninth inning to put oh, me man. one run up for the season, and that was the point I needed. Baseball, the, the satisfaction at the at the finish line, I think, is is better. Uh, it was funny. It was, it was yeah, I was in. I was telling my kids, I have a, a nine-year-old and, a, and my son just turned seven. I'm like, this is when I kind of knew it was pretty much over. I'm like, so daddy, you know, daddy won a fantasy baseball tournament. You know, you guys could pick out like a gift, you know, tell me something you want. You know, I'll, I'll go get it. <laughs> so, of course, my daughter, she's like, I want a trampoline. She goes, you know, hardcore or whatever. Hider, of course. <laughs> my son's like, daddy, I want a stuffed animal. Like, <laughs> stuff full of cash Dan. yeah I'm like, you can get that buddy you sure you don't want anything else but uh yeah, it's just it's funny man. give me a pizza both yeah. are doable i bet both are doable yeah absolutely but people keep asking me what are you gonna do i'm like i haven't really thought about it i don't know what do you mean you're going you're going to the caesar's buffet are you kidding me that, that, dude i'll do that buffet going. every day for the next year man <laughs> fuck the payout the give me that buffet that's right he <laughs> guilds at the mirage Mike, have All you right. eaten that? Have you eaten that buffet before? I don't know. Mike Not would never year. eat it. He's too, no, he would never eat it at a buffet. I mean, He's of course I would. But I Dude, this is I'm like a sure. fine dining buffet, though. I mean, like it was amazing. 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 I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> He's in. Next year, we'll do that next year. Next year. I mean, I would make a special trip just to uh, honor this uh, championship. Oh, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Also, you guys, all the support, man, and, and all the, the well wishes. I really do appreciate that. It's like people from the football side, baseball, everyone's kind of DMing me and messaging me. So yeah, it's kind of surreal. It's just, you know, it hasn't really sunk in yet, but that's great. It is what it is. It. Do, you, do you get to go somewhere and get a, get a big check? Are you going to be on a, on a cover of a magazine or something? I don't or know. What? You know, they want to, they want me to go out to Vegas. I, I heard now and they yes. want to you know, they introduce all the winners, but I'm like, you better have that red carpet rolled out. If I can, <laughs> that's, right. you know I mean? that's right. The big thing getting off that plane. And I don't see a red carpet rolled out for me. I mean, this is three years in a row, top five over, I mean, to put that into perspective, I mean, for baseball, you know, I was going to save this for Twitter later, and I'll probably will put it up there. But <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, it's on a Beeb level for the FFPC. That, that's pretty much what it is for baseball. That's sweet. Only it's that's way sweet. harder. Ba- yeah. And, and baseball is harder work, right? I'll say it. Oh, yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. yeah. I'm in terms of so accomplishment, it's probably up there in that, in that realm. The Rotowire guys are some of my first friends in fantasy. I would have Jeff Erickson on my show in Buffalo, Great and then guy. Chris Liss, and then they got bought. Mario Puig is one of my favorites for football. I like the Rotowire hey. guys that I know. Coventry, Adam. Yeah. And then yeah. 
Like, I don't know so many of the baseball guys. Wait, you knew, you knew Jeff before Rotowire then? Or they've been. No, yeah. no. But when I started getting into fantasy, um, I was listening to Jeff and Chris. And then that serious show was Craig Mish in yeah. the mornings. And that's when I got into fantasy baseball. It was only that recently. Like, is that even five years ago, six years ago? Mm. So Rotowire for me was like the way in. And so. I, I know I follow those guys, Clay Link and, and uh, Van Riper, those guys, and they got bought. Rotowire got bought. So Chris is no longer with the company. So the OGs got, you know, probably big payouts and Jeff is still there. Anyway, I'm, there's no reason for me to be telling the origin story of the company. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even with the company, but they, I feel like Rotowire, Rotowire is sort of special to me. Yeah. And they're a part of... Uh, I mean, their name is on it. So yeah, cool. no, I, I love those guys, Jeff and, and Scott Jenstead. Their podcast I listen to all the time. It's one of the you know the few baseball podcasts that I, I enjoy. So they're a great great bunch of guys. So so who do you just real quick, and then then we'll let you go here. I know you want to enjoy it. Um, since you're not competing with with Draft Sharks or anything here, shout out some of the content sites that you use for fantasy baseball. Like who do you who do you use for like information and all the, all that type stuff. This is what I use, Adam, up here, man. <laughs> He's got his own content site. All right. Well, let's not to be on. I mean, people, yeah, here it isn't like I do all the shit. Like I, I do all my work myself. So I, I try not yep. to let that group, you know, the noise, the group thing kind of sway me a lot of times. Yep. And, you know, occasionally I'll throw on a podcast here and there. But to be honest, I don't listen to really anything for baseball. I do my own research. You know, I like to own my own wins i'll own my l's at the same time it's like yeah i don't want to get persuaded or swayed one way or the other so um yeah i mean awesome Rotowire, those guys i do listen to just you know it's more entertainment and, and they're talking the niche the nfbc you know community which is what i i'm into so yeah um but outside of that these generic baseball podcasts where you know half the guys you know preach that they're like fantasy geniuses but they're not in it in these no. streets, in these high stakes streets, you know what I mean? Well, so, that's that's half, that's a lot of the fantasy football industry too. But yeah, you you know that you know. It's, I, I appreciate the guys that put their the skin in the game that yep. play that play what I play and talk about what we play, and those are the guys that I like to listen to and and kind of get some you know uh, opinions off of. But for the most part, you know, I'm picking up those Bryce Elders. I'm not listening to anybody. Nobody's telling me to do that. <laughs> they should be listening to me. That's you know right. I mean? That's right. They will be now. They will be, now. They will be now. I got to oh, throw it. a little uh, Guild's flavor at the end there. For you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be too vanilla. No, no. 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 Awesome. No, but, uh, also, I, I do appreciate you guys and uh, happy to hop on anytime you want and just talk football, whatever, throughout the season. And just let's go. Let's okay, go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, listen, be, be the first guy to go baseball, football, back to back, baby. Dude, right, let's go. It might happen. It might, <laughs> it might happen. Congratulations, Andrew. All I right, appreciate bro. that. Thank you we'll guys so soon. much. Appreciate right, it. See ya. Yep. Oh, wow, what a night. Cool. What a night. What a night, everybody. A night, a cavalcade of stars. A cavalcade of stars. We got John Hamm. We got the guilds on this show. It's like the main cast. That's incredible. When I was in Houston for the Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Panthers, Radio Row that week, Takeo Spikes was probably the best player on the Bills. And yes. he was down there. I'm not, was he from Houston? I don't know. But he was from, I don't know. He was there. Like the 
all, all the all the top players in the league hang out and they walk around Radio Row. And we got Takeo Spikes on. We were not the flagship station of the Bills, so it was like through the side door to be able to get anybody on the team. I didn't really want to talk to Takeo Spikes. I never want to talk to players, but it was like an accomplishment to get somebody prominent on the current team on the show. Yeah. So we talked to Takeo Spikes for like 10 minutes, and I go, Takeo, what person this week, Radio Row, everybody's here, who has impressed you the most? And he said, when I looked in the mirror. <laughs> That's the gills, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I'm, not re- I'm not reading those other sites. I mean, I, I do, but it. I know what I'm doing. And that's right. not, you know, what do they say? It's it's not cocky if you can back it up. That's right. And the guy just won three times in the top five in a row championship. That's awesome. Good for him. That, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. You want You want the people who win the most to have an ego because they should. Why would they not? Right think like they've got confidence you know, that's right confidence in themselves sort of a, a strategy that's better than yours right right and that's going to show if it shows why is it their fault i don't think it's their fault it should show it's hard to hide that you don't necessarily want to all right yeah, no no I, I completely agree all right let's move ahead um yeah, bye weeks bye yeah. weeks and onesies okay so Talk here, to me. here's my question for you i don't know if you if you have any like sort of put any thought into this but you've got uh well you probably have from experience you've got uh, the bye week starting week six this is week five and you might have only drafted one quarterback and or one tight end you do that early you sort of feel like that's good enough i had leagues where i drafted kelsey one league was kelsey and murray and no backup at either position um with the bye week being out there next next week, is it a luxury to be able to sort of plan for the bye weeks coming up at the onesie positions? Is it too early to worry about it? If you've got even like Jared Goff or somebody who's got a bye week in week six, is tonight a good night to plan ahead and find your week six starter, for example? Uh, no, it's definitely not too early. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself because of injuries, for example. Like if you... If you're trying to back up your onesie position and then you do it maybe two weeks in advance or three weeks in advance or something like that, and then that player gets gets injured, then you've wasted fab when you could have just waited. Unless it's a player that like is like 98% owned or something, and you're like, okay, well, he's never going to be available in two weeks, something something like that. But um, I think if it's like a if it's just like a sleeper tight end or a sleeper quarterback that you're just trying to add for that for that bye week. Um, then I think I think you're okay with just waiting till the week before. I will say a lot of times I do that just in 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 the draft, right? I'll, once I take my, my my starting quarterback, if it's not an not an elite one, I'll go and I'll find the the bye week kind of match up there, and mm-hmm. I will um and I'll just fill in the blank based on like how I think the matchup's going going to be. Um, so but I, I do think it's interesting too. I wish and I don't know the answer to this. Maybe we were told. Um, the all play week for FFPC is week six. And I'm wondering whether they didn't do it like week f- five or earlier, um, before bye week starts. Cause that, you know, it just, uh, I know the FFWC does it week one and week two, um, which, which was kind of cool to start off the season like that and not have yep. to worry about bye weeks. So, um, but yeah, so there's the, there's the all play week six, um, and you've got uh bye weeks that week, but whatever, but yeah, so the, the onesie positions, 
I'm just uh, usually I'm I don't have naked quarterback or naked tight end, so my, my my onesie positions are generally filled. Man, tight end though, good luck to you if you didn't draft Andrews right. or Kelsey. Ugh. I mean, the earlier you drafted the next guy, the worse shape you're in. Unless it's <laughs> I guess Goddard and Higby, you're fine. You're happy if you got Higby. You're okay with Goddard. I guess even Hawkinson after last week, but it wasn't like he had a good first three games. So, right, I mean, Hawkinson's going to end up. He's probably going to end the season as like a top five tight end, uh, based on he's, after he's going to have one week, <laughs> one week where he was good, and because the rest of the league has been so bad, it's Higby actually was dropped. I have no idea why he was dropped in like a um, it was a football guys I think that I was in after week one, and I spent like four hundred on him to get him, and I got I'm thrilled that I, that I have him because um, he's going to end up a top th- three tight end because he gets fifteen targets a game, so. Um, but yeah, tight end is the is as ugly as it's ever I've ever been. Waivers for week five. Um, there's a little bit more to talk about. Denver, for one, you have Mike Boone available in most leagues, Latavius Murray in even more, Melvin Gordon in a couple. If you uh, want to push your chips in on who probably has the best chance of being the number one in Denver, but what is the number one in Denver going to be? Right. With a pretty bad offense and I don't know, Wilson, one stat on Wilson that's kind of interesting is how much more effective he's been expected yards per attempt throwing to receivers and everybody else. I think I think we knew this, but Denver didn't. And through four games, it's it's revealed that their best course of action is to throw the ball, throw the ball to Sutton and Judy and even Hamler. And the more that they do, the better off they are. Go figure. Isn't that true of like every team? Every time we talk about some team and analyze it like this, oh, throw the ball. Throw right. the ball outside. You know, more yards per play. Um, and maybe now they'll seem like they have – they'll feel like they have cause to do that with Javante Williams out. They were really starting to feed him. So what do you want to do with the Denver guys? Yeah, I'm I'm in Camp Mike Boone here. I mean, obviously, if I have um... – you know, if I have Javante Williams and Davis, I don't have any Javante Williams in, in my highest stakes leagues. I think I have him in like maybe two football guys, but, um, same here, but, uh, and in fact, I think I drafted him on stream. We did it. We did a football guys on stream when I took him in the third round, but, um, yeah, I, I'm on team Mike Boone, you know, he's a, a great spark score coming out of college. I think he was number two in, in, uh, athletic spark score behind Saquon Barkley the year he came out. So he's been at, he's, he's athletic. He's been on the team. Um, so, so the, the, the team clearly likes him. Mel- Melvin Gordon is just, you know, he's, he, he's older. He's fumbled four times this year. You know, they didn't, they didn't initially bring him back and then he kind of just came back and he, he hasn't been great this season. I think if I'm, you know, if I have an option of one or the other, I would rather have Mike, Mike Boone. Now Melvin Gordon isn't going to be a free agent. So Mike Boone's available everywhere, man. I'm willing to go two, three, three fifty on him. This week, and I know people are going to bid more. Depend, like if, if the, the Javante Williams owners are probably going to go crazy on him. Um, and then you've fine. got all the you, fine. No, I get it. Right. And and I, and I know you've got all the other. But you're almost forced to. Like if, like when I get to my Javante Williams team, I'm probably going to look at him and be like, oh yeah, I definitely need need a running back. I got to just like, what do you do? You know, um, you need you need a guy to get to, to come in and get, get your points. So and Boone has a chance to take to 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 be the lead dog in the in the backfield. I think so. You know, again, Golden Gordon is one of the has one of the most touches as far as running um, active running backs in in the league. So he's he's worn down too. He could get hurt at any 
uh, at a higher rate than everybody else. So I'm on team Mike Boone. And, but like you said, overall from, from a Broncos offense perspective, I love the fact that maybe they're going to push a ball down the field more. And as far as Jerry Judy, um, you know, stay, you know, stay confident in Judy week one. He was awesome. Week two, he got hurt, missed the game week three. He's nursing the injury week four. He scored and looked good again. I think Judy is going to start to come around, especially with no, with no Javante Williams. I mean, I'm okay there. Sutton over Judy though, right now, I think, uh, decidedly. And if Wilson takes over, then yeah, both guys, but Sutton for me is in a great spot. And Judy in a almost as great spot. Pretty good. Yeah. But Judy for me is like, I have teams where I wouldn't start him. And I don't have any teams where I wouldn't start Sutton right now. Alberto is a tragedy. I, know. I mean, another, the Falcons, the Broncos. Yeah. You know, teams that cannot figure out how to use huge, fast people. <laughs> like, why is it so hard? to be able to like put them on the field at even like huge, even Miami a little bit like Gesicki is not on the same level, but he's big and fast. And okay. If you don't need the guy, at least Miami can stand behind, you know, we're, we're doing okay. I mean, they're, they've got Hill and Waddle and they're winning and all right, but Denver and Atlanta, they've won two games. So is Denver Uh, just very frustrating because, you know, those were highly invested players Pitts and Alberto Quabenham but yeah bust 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 um so far yes um if Isaiah McKenzie's available I like pick picking him up now you know he might not play this week because of a possible c- c- concussion um and but we've got Crowder who, who broke his ankle so McKenzie Khalil Shakir is worth a dollar bid. If you got no one else, like if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, you don't want to spend big money on guys and you have someone that you can, that you can drop, like don't, don't force a drop for a guy like Shakir. Um, but if you've got it, if you have a roster spot, go grab Sh- Shakir. He was the only player who, who made a, a defender miss other than Josh Allen on Sunday. And uh, you know, right. Gabe Davis has been hobbled. He looks terrible. Um, Dawson Knox looks terrible. Like, you know, so you got Isaiah McKenzie and Khalil Shakir. Um, McKenzie's startable when healthy um, and being the only slot receiver there. I mean, think this is what we're talking about all summer. If we had an answer, like if there was no uh, Crowder there, I think uh, McKenzie would have been getting drafted much, much higher. You know, think, think uh, Cole Beasley from two or three years ago being a top, you know, 30 week in and week out receiver. So I like, I like Isaiah McKenzie too as a, as, as a roster ad. And I honestly never did because for me, they were always going to have someone else there that was Crowder all summer, but they've never given McKenzie that role. He can score a touchdown. It is a great offense and maybe they'll be ready to do that, but he's little. And even on Sunday, like he got hurt. He's never been somebody who's been able to sort of get that respect from his team where he's on the field very much, but there is potential there. There is speed there and the bills do not have a lot of speed. They don't have any speed. Right. Um, I'm in on Gus Edwards. I have been the whole yep. time thinking that hopefully week five, we get Gus Edwards. And I, I think there's a place for him. He's always been effective for Baltimore. Romeo Dobbs, it, it's too late. I mean, that was right all, all the way two weeks ago in Tampa is where it became like sort of too late for, uh, for Romeo Dobbs. I think when he sort of emerged as like, okay, this is going to be Rogers guy. And that was true 
also in week four. I think Pacheco in Kansas City, similar to Dobbs, somebody that, you know, got, got hyped in the summer late in the draft season. He looked good in that game, and no one else does. I mean, Edward Solaire has the, the touchdown luck going, but in a lot of leagues, um, some of your league mates are not going to see the whole board when it comes to the Chiefs running backs. And maybe the Chiefs won't either because teams get it wrong a lot, but Pacheco is the guy I want there. If I'm, if I'm good, like my record is good, and I'm looking ahead to the playoffs, I feel like he is easily the one with the best odds to be relevant later. Um, for all for all the Bills fans listening, w- would Isaiah Pacheco be the best running back on the, on the Buffalo Bills? Well, he'd have to be better than Duke Johnson, who is the best <laughs> running back on the Bills. And I don't know if he's better than Duke Johnson. All Duke Johnson does is catch the ball like hell. He runs great, runs through people and around them all-time leading rusher at the University of Miami. Very small school in Florida. Nobody knows any players who ever played <laughs> at the University of Miami. But he's older now, and any team he goes to has guys they drafted, so they can't just really give him a, a, an honest chance. Is he back so, on the active um, roster now, Mike? Or Not uh, yet. No. Just they had so to draft sad. James Cook in the second round, who was never that important at Georgia. And so they had to do that. They had to, you know, of course, Moss has to rate. And, oh, we love Zach Moss. So there he is opening night. There he is through four games. But um, for me, Johnson is the, the best player. Singletary's been fine, but come on. Yeah, right. Singletary's been fine because of the opportunity. Like Pacheco, I'm watching Pacheco. And, I've, you know, I was drafting – I was one of those guys drafting Pacheco in the 11th round uh, in the summer uh, and just holding, holding on to him. And, but yeah, I mean, if he had, if he had the Singletary role, I mean, he'd be exploding, you know, it's just, I don't know what's going on with James Cook. You know, imagine taking that second round James Cook pick and giving it to the, for the giants for their superstar running back that they were trying to trade, but whatever, that's, that's all in the the past. Any, any running back on the bills though, they would need holes and there aren't holes in the bills running game. Like there's not really room for, even with Allen, I think it's pretty fragile with the Bills right now. We can talk about this, you know, Saturday at the bounce house or something with our kids <laughs> in the right. bounce house. That's right. I think it's a little bit fragile right now. Davis, you don't know. Knox isn't doing anything. Knox is hurt, too. Um, Crowder's down. McKenzie has never been a full-time player. Shakir, is Shakir the savior? That's where you are at, at, in week five as the Super Bowl favorite. I you know. need Shakir to sort of save you. And you cannot have Diggs go down. You cannot. Oh my gosh! Well, go so, do. I mean, from a go do what the Rams did. I mean, the Rams they bring bringing in guys like Jalen Ramsey, bringing in guys like Odell Beckham. Like you can go make a trade for an off for an offensive skill position guy now, and and he'll be he'll be ready. He'll, he'll be integrated into the offense. Receivers much more difficult, but a running back would be so easy to and just for, just for the passing game. I mean, there there's no speed, none at all. But yeah, whatever. Well, that uh, the Bills, the first year of Brandon Bean, he did trade for Kelvin Benjamin. And so I would want to almost assume a move like that happens in the next three weeks if, uh, you know, they're uh, not pulling away or they don't look perfect. They absolutely should do that. You know, we're trying to do that in our dynasty leagues, draft for and trade rather for. good players on bad teams, look at the standings, take advantage. Easier said than done. Odell Beckham's at least a month away. Yeah. I think most people here want him. 
they probably want him in LA and maybe other places too. Uh, but that'd be really fun. The Bills might need him more than anybody else does, so we'll see. Maybe. All right. Congratulations again to Andrew Geller, champion. What a night! Of the Rotowire Online Baseball Championship. That is so good. One hundred fifty thousand dollars before taxes to Andrew. That's outstanding. <laughs> How good is that? I mean, a purple gin. Raise the glass of purple gin. I know you've got one standing by. That's right. I've got it. I've got a Starbucks coffee. Starbucks but, purple yeah. gin. A new on, new on the menu. The purple gin, Pacino. Mmm. Cheers, Gil. It's purple gin Pacino. That sounds great. Purple gin Pacino. I, I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Adam. See you Saturday, maybe. Yeah, we got. You definitely got to talk about that for sure. We're we're in town. We we are in town. We're, in we're, town. we're not not in Verona, so we'll be good to go. All right. Thanks for watching and listening on Twitter. Mike Shope at Shope Talk. Adam Krautwurst with the underscore in there at Deep End FF One for your comments or questions. See you next week. Good luck in week five. This is the defense. Good night. See, see you guys.